Hey everyone, welcome to Narwhals. What's up? First podcast of 2015. Yeah. We made it. We made it. We made it. We just took a couple months off and then we made it. Yes. My name is Drew Wilson and this is Karen Flanagan. Here we are. There he is. It's good to be back. Yeah, yeah. And this is actually my first podcast ever on my new mic. The Apogee mic. That's what it's called. Um, you've you've unloaded your your big one. You're, you're yep, you used to use. Yep, I'm going to be moving into a, a fifth wheel, an RV, touring the country for the year with my family, and so I think it's got no space. So I had to get something small. So I found this little Apogee mic, and it sounds pretty good. So I can't tell the difference. Yeah, sound good. I'll put a link in the um, show notes. But yeah, you guys should check it out. It's a pretty cool little microphone, and it actually plugs well. Yeah, I think they have new cables for it, but it plugs directly into your um, iOS device, so your iPad, your iPod, or your iPhone. So it has a cord that goes right from the mic right into huh. the phone, so you can use it to record like uh, music using GarageBand or whatever. You're not doing that right now. Nope, it's plugged directly into my computer. Sweet. How were the holidays? The holidays were good. Um, was uh, also moving through the holidays, so on the 30th, we moved from where I was at in Washington State to the Oregon coast. We're here in our last solid home before we uh, move into our RV at the end of the month. Sweet. Congrats. You guys excited? Is the fam- Are the kids excited? Or are they-, they are excited. Because they know what's happening. Because I tell right? them, man, we're going to Disney World. <laughs> Over the course of like nine months, I we tell will be going to Disney World. All the time. <laughs> How about you? How was your holidays? Oh, it was good. It was it was low key. We kind of had a uh, some weird weather down here in your absence. Maybe you saw everything on Twitter or whatever. But it uh, it snowed. I'm kind of up in the hills in uh, just outside of Carlsbad, so it's not it's not uh, right on the the ocean. And it was snowing up in these hills. It snowed at your house. Yeah, what? I left the house one morning. What like out last week or whatever. Uh, and sure enough, there were like tiny little flurries coming down, and there was actual accumulation on the top of the hill. That's amazing. It was wild. How, and then, of course, like today, it's 80 degrees and, and how cold was it when ridiculously it was hot. Uh, not that cold. I mean, cold like by San Diego standards, but yeah. uh, not that cold. It was probably like... Did it dip below 30? No. It, during the day, it was like high 40s. And then I think we did hit freezing that night. Well, you would have had to if it was snowing. Well, it doesn't mean it has to be snow. It doesn't have to be freezing down here. Well, in order for the snow to stay snow form, it has to. Doesn't I it? guess I don't, yeah. I don't know how this works. <laughs> it's temperature. I'm, I'm not a. Uh, I suppose. Chemist. I suppose if it was, if it was enough ice, right? If each little drop was full of enough ice while it's falling from the air up there, I don't, don't want to. Dis- I don't want to discuss. There this. must be this enough time not, uh, for it to melt. Yeah. So. Like we're not jumping back into the pod podcasting band bandwagon to like discuss meteorological. Yes, we are effects. Like let's. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, so no, it was good. The holidays were good. It snowed because it was a appropriate temperature for that. Yes. And now it's uh, <laughs> and now it's crazy hot again. Uh, but it's good. It's always fun. I've been in San Diego now for four years, and it's uh, coming from Colorado. It's like such a nice change of pace when the holidays are done that it's immediately like eighty yes. degrees again. Oh my god! Because like yes. in Colorado, it's like you the holidays are done. You're taking down your lights, uh, your Christmas lights outside. It's the new year. You're getting back to work. And you're like, sweet. It's time to be spring. It's time for winter to be done now. Yeah. And you've got a good th- another three and a half months left. Like, yeah. That's that's the that's the tricky part of uh, 
of living anywhere else other than Southern California. Yeah, Hawaii, here it's like I was taking down my Christmas lights and I was sweating. Yeah, uh, in a t-shirt. Yeah, yeah, so, I miss that so much, man. Like it was so cold in Washington. I mean, I grew up in Washington State, right? And I moved away when I was seventeen or eighteen, um, and I moved to Southern California. And uh, it's I forgot how cold it gets. Gosh dang it, dude! It was down in like. Um, it was in the teens for like yeah. a week and it was so Oof. bitterly cold and I just, I couldn't remember how, what it feels like on your skin and inside of your body to be that cold. <laughs> right. Like inside your nostrils. Yeah. And I hope that, you know, I, I don't mind going to my grave, never experiencing that temperature again in my life. So, <laughs> right. um, yeah, I, re- I, that's one of the things I love about San Diego too in the area is just like the weather's predictable like up there it's like it's gonna rain today it's not gonna rain today it's gonna rain today it's not gonna rain today yeah and then all of a sudden it snows it's like what that was my first that was my first take home uh thought that i had that actually was like communicating to people who who were back in colorado that first year i was out here it's like the biggest difference on a day-to-day basis is there is no weather there's no such thing as weather yeah it's just not a thing you ever think about because you don't need to (laughs) yeah it's just like it's just nice it's just a matter of is it daytime or nighttime yeah like that's it that's what's so crazy it's like if you think about um if you think about humanity and how far we've come right just in the last like hundred years things have really started to change in a way uh that has never happened before in history right people went from having to work all day long and work for your own food you know spend time making your own meals to all that going away you don't have to spend any time making food or any of that stuff or farming or anything and it frees all of our time up and that's why the technology revolution happened that's why you know, industrial revolution, everything happened because we had this free time. And it's that, it's that same thing. If you live, like there's, in San Francisco, people make weather apps all the time. But nobody from San Diego makes a weather app because, <laughs> right. or Hawaii, because it, it doesn't even enter your mind. Weather doesn't enter your mind. Yeah. It's just one of these things you don't have to ever even think about. And it's, right. you don't, it's something you're like, if you're from, if you're not from there, like, oh, who cares? I mean, it doesn't take that much time to think of it. Actually, you don't realize it, but it does. Like, weather affects so much. And when you're in a spot like uh, San Diego or Hawaii or, or other, another, you know, temperate warm spot, um, it, uh, it's nice. You never, never think about it. And, and suddenly yeah. you realize, whoa, this is amazing. Yeah, and not just like a practical – the practical points of like how much more you can get done activity-wise outside all year long. Yeah. But just mentally. Like mentally, it's just such a different – You can have the same hobby all year long that is an outdoor hobby. You know? Yeah. It's not we seasonal. Play, I play on a soccer league out here and like we play – it's going on right now. Like it's January 7th and we play this – You know, we have a game this Sunday just out and on the field. And he ain't going to be playing in the snow and the mud. Yeah, it's like usually in Colorado, these things, your season had better be done by, you know, end of August. Yeah, uh, and if you're caught outside, you'll die. <laughs> yeah, yeah, do not step outside. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, yeah, I don't know. Anyways, but it's been, so it's been good. It's been, it was, uh, it was fun. Do you have uh, New Year's resolutions? Maybe travel a bit more? <laughs> yeah. No, actually, I don't think I've ever made a New Year's resolution, but... Um, you should make that one. Yeah, I think I'll travel. Um, <laughs> I like I like making resolutions that are just guaranteed yeah, to be true. Like, this, this year, my resolution is to be slightly older. Yeah. <laughs> do you have any? I, I do not. I, yeah. I also do not make them, but I felt like it was the appropriate question to ask. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, no, I, I'm looking forward to the new year. Um, I'm looking forward to it being a better year than the prior two. <laughs> not that the prior two years were horrible. It's just... Uh, they've been uh, they've been a struggle. So hopefully, um, hopefully this one will be better. 
and I'm looking forward to focusing on uh, less work things. And what's great about me uh, doing this travel thing around the U.S. Um, is that it forces me to cut out a lot of stuff because I ain't going to have time. You know, right. we're going to be yeah. uh, in new places all the time and going to be seeing the sights and all that kind of jazz. So I'm going to have vastly less time. And, um, you know, so it's been it's been good. I've I've spent uh, the last part of the year uh, kind of offloading some of my projects um, and getting them into other people's hands. And then uh, got that one or two more to do still, but, um, but yeah, it's it's going to be fun focusing on 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 less. So I'll just be doing Plasso and Filtron as as my main things, and that is it. And it'd be, yeah, it'd be kind of cool to see how that goes because I've always been wanting to focus on those, but there's always stuff getting in the way, and it's hard to get to them. And so, it, even though that that I chose to do that, right? I chose to juggle many things, have my iron or my many irons in my fire and do a lot of stuff and and i'm glad i did I, my uh, brother-in-law asked me he's like hey I'm, i was thinking about doing this thing but i'm already so busy he's like what do you suggest about like you know taking on more than you can handle i'm like dude spread your, spread yourself as thin as you can get for as <laughs> yeah. long as you can be right. thin and then you'll know what's important you know uh, then you'll know what to get rid of right and you'll have tried a lot of stuff and you'll know a lot more in a much shorter amount of time and yeah. so that's what I love about the work style and lifestyle of doing a lot at once. Um, but I'm for sure ready to try something new and, and focus Yeah, I on think that. it's – and I think we've talked about stuff like that before too. It's like it's good to hustle. It's good to be active. It's good to ship stuff. But it's like even better than that is is hustling while focused like – yeah. At least knowing like the things that deserve your hustle yeah. is the goal, right? That's why you spread yourself thin is to say like, well, this, this one, this one, and this one uh, just didn't pan out. Mm-hmm. This one and this one are awesome and going well and hopefully a huge success and I lo- I'm interested in them. And then you can continue to hustle by all means, you know, keep kicking ass. But uh, if, you can, if you can really focus in on, on something and, or several things and, and hustle on those, then sweet, like – perfect yep 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 it's it's uh it's different and it's great when you can like you said when you can know which ones are painting out and you can focus on those because you've done so many but not only that you can focus on the ones that are for sure supporting you you know right Uh, because you've done so many things and you found out that hey there's, there's money in this one i can actually live off of this and therefore spend my time on it yeah money's good yeah so so it'll be good if you, if you out there listening to us, um, have any cool New Year's resolutions that you came up with. You should tweet us about them. I'm at Drew Wilson and Karen is at Aliux. Something like that. Is that how you say it? Did I say it wrong? Uh, I don't say it. Which is I just write it. Which is my uh, kind of go-to answer when anybody asks me. Gotcha. Like, am I pronouncing that correctly? I'm like, I have no idea. <laughs> uh, you know, it's never come up. Uh, no, yeah, I guess it's Aliox. And it doesn't mean anything, too. That's the second question everybody else asks. Yeah. It uh, doesn't mean anything. That's what I do, too, with my names, like Valio and Deo. They don't mean right. anything. I just like the way they sound. I like the way they sound. I like the way they look. I like the AE diphthong that kind of kicks it off there. Oof. Oof. Yep. Deo. And, uh, like, people 
people sometimes say Vallejo. Vallejo. Man, that ain't Vallejo. That's Vallejo. It's it's Vallejo this year. Yeah. Many people have said, so uh, you do VallejoCon? No, I don't do ValeoCon, but I do ValeoCon. And uh, and actually, at ValeoCon, I think it was 2013 conference. Um, I can't remember his name, but he came up to me. He's like, hey, do you know what Valeo means? I'm like, oh, it means nothing. He's like, no, no, do you know what it means? I'm like, and I'm like, no, it's just a combination of word, of letters that didn't have any domain that I thought sounded cool. And I'm like, it means nothing. I'm like, I know that it's the only thing you can search for is either when you search, it's either going to be me or this milk company from like Finland or something. <laughs> and he's like, it means champion. He's like, he's like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be, I'm going to butcher this. I don't know if he was, I don't think it was Finnish, Swedish, I think. Yeah, Swedish. He's like, it's for, in Swedish, it means champion. I'm like, no way. That's what? cool. What a good name I picked. Is that true? Did you check? Uh, no, but I believe him because he's Swedish. But. <laughs> you never looked it up? Uh, no. <laughs> Have you oh, looked yeah. up Aliox? Uh, well, no. I mean, I didn't. no one ever told me it meant anything. Yeah. If someone did, I would go check it like immediately. Man, I'm sorry. I'm a terrible person. Let me check it out right now. Valio <laughs> Define. And so just to, uh, in case anybody hadn't seen it on Twitter or whatever, it's not happening this year due to your insane travel schedule. Yes. So ValioCon, unfortunately, um, is postponed for a year. It's not going away. It's just postponed for a year. I was going to try to make it happen um, abroad, but... Planning a conference yeah, that'd be tricky. when I'm not going to be there and it requires a lot of meeting, like physically meeting with people and, you know, the food caterers and the hotel and getting things set up um, would be very difficult. And then also I'll at the at that time I'll be on the East Coast. And so trekking back to the West Coast and then go back to the East Coast again would be yeah, cray not cray. So, um, yeah, it just wasn't going to work out. So putting it on hold for a year. And going to do it um, the following. So. Come back bigger bigger and better than ever? Yes. Come back the same size. We're always going to keep it the same size. But it will be bigger in the sense of cooler. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yes. Perfect. Yes. Um, did you see uh, the news about what happened in uh, France today? I did. Yeah. It's I was so uh, sad. Very sad. Very um kind of surreal when I saw it like I, I didn't even I saw the hashtag uh, first I hadn't actually seen the news and then I was I saw a handful of like celebrities and, and musicians and stuff using the using the hashtag and so I clicked it and uh, kind of followed it from there but yeah that was uh, that's insane like that's a, a, a very crazy and, and kind of disturbing thing yeah yeah and I've never like whenever the news plays places post videos i never watch them because i never want to see like people shooting at people but this one they right. said was safe for work so I was like, okay i'll watch it and you see this it wasn't that safe like i well the one i watched was just head. you see a guy you don't see any you don't see the people he's shooting you just see him in the alleyway and you see him shooting but you don't see anybody right and you can hear him say allah akbar but i, I was surprised that no one was commenting on that um one of my buddies uh is fluent in arabic and spent some time over there and i visited him in egypt and um, he spent like four years over there. And uh, so I'm kind of familiar with it because we always joke around about different, you know, just like with any language, different things that they say, we say. Um, and he had told me what Al-Akbar means. And when, of course, when I went to Egypt, I heard it all the time, called a prayer. And um, 
and and he he was shouting. You know, they shout it in terrorist movies too. Like whenever they make movies in Hollywood, the terrorist always stands up with a bomb and says, "A lock bar," and then right. Blows or any episode of Homeland? Yeah. Oh yeah, I haven't seen that, but yes, yes, probably. And that's exactly what he did. And I was like, "That's crazy." And, and you know, no one's people are saying um, that they think it's you know possibly ISIS or or at least it's some you know extreme Isla- Islamic group, um, but. No one's saying, at least from what I read, the couple articles I read, no one said why. And I'm like, what? I wonder why no one's commenting on the fact that they basically announce it <laughs> as they're shooting. It's like crazy. And, and I don't know. I thought it was a crazy tidbit because I felt like an investigative reporter because I knew what that meant as yeah. I watched it. And watching it unfold is insane. But so sad for the families. And someone had tweeted me saying that um, some of the people there were like in France, they were like legendary um Illustrators uh, who right. were in that office who were unfortunately murdered. But man, and and the crazy thing is, man, they're still they got in the car, drove off, and and no yeah, one, they they no one knows took where off they are. afterwards. No one knows where they are. It's insane. Yeah, that's the thing I was reading too. Where it's like there's no like what's going to be the what's going to happen next. Like they, we don't know who we don't know who they are necessarily. Why there was this or here or now, uh, and there's nothing really saying that this isn't going to happen again yeah. soon yeah. uh so it's like super scary super sad yeah yeah for sure it's it's wild it's like it's one of those things where like when the boston bombing happened i was like yeah i never go to like big sporting events and now i'll probably never go again <laughs> like, right i don't know it's just not worth it for me to see someone kick a ball around and run around a track uh to possibly be in the midst of that i don't know I'd rather yeah. watch it on TV. It's hard. It's hard because it's definitely like it's something that when I am in situations like that, like I'm at a football game or whatever, the thought definitely crosses your mind at a, you know various points uh, during the, the the time that you're there. But it's like it's hard to not think about it. But it's so not the way that you need to live your life. Oh like, yeah, it's such a. Oh, yeah. It's so not the way to to think and to. It's, I constantly try to you know remind myself that like there's. <laughs> there's so much depressing things there's so much negativity like but you can't live your life like uh thinking about it constantly or constantly being worried about it or yep. or and uh, as scary as it is this stuff has happened since the dawn of mankind like yeah mass murders and assassinations and group killings and all that kind of stuff it's like happened forever it's just it's just so scary when it's like uh when it's such a big deal, you know what I mean? I feel like if you read about, like, if it was, like, way back when, and there's, like, some, you know, there's only a few papers in America at that time, and, like, something happens, and it gets in one of the papers, it's not, like, going to spread, like, wildfire, you know what I mean? It's not like everybody from, it's not like you know that everybody knows this happened, you know what I mean? And so right. it's, it's it's a big deal, but it's not as big of a deal. But when now when stuff happens, dude, it's like... Everybody that you know is talking about it. It's on Twitter. People from countries that you don't know are talking about it. You know that everyone in the world knows about this. You know what I mean? It's like so insanely public and global. Every little, you know, local thing that happens is so global when it's a, a tragedy that just makes it seem more scary, I guess, at least for me. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's not to, there's definitely not downplaying anything. But yeah, I think that's definitely true. Like, I think the, the way that you, I mean, the fact that I saw it via an internationally used hashtag, uh, only you know an hour or two later, like is pretty evident. Or maybe, I don't know how much later it was, is pretty evident of kind of what you're talking about. And the fact that like 
uh, all these uh, airplanes that have gone missing in the past year or have crashed or, you know, these these like incredibly uh, like unfathomable uh, tragedies. Like, yeah, you would, ignorance is bliss. You would have never known about it before and now you know about it. So Yeah, and then when mind. they actually like put, put together a graph, a chart showing like commercial or like multi-engine planes that have crashed or gone missing over the past like 20 years or whatever – like 2014 was the was like the lowest year in terms of uh, just number of aircraft that have yeah. crashed or gone missing. It's just like, but to your point, it's such a you hear about it, you see it. It's this active thing that it's not to downplay or lessen the tragedy uh, by any means, but it's just like it seems like so much more because everybody's talking about it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Totally. Yep, scary times, but it's always scary times, I guess. You know, it's all relative, and and I'm, I, I guess I'm, I am glad that um, it does get all over the place, like it does, because I think that, I don't know for sure, but it seems like it would help in investigations, and it seems like it helps bring awareness to which people are, you know, uh, causing harm in the world, and I don't know. I feel like it makes people more aware of that, and which is good because then they can know, you know, who to stop and all that kind of jazz. Yeah, and I mean, and you you get a chance to uh, maybe have a voice in something that you otherwise wouldn't have. You know, yeah. it's like uh, with all the even just like the police uh, brutalities and, and responses and stuff that have been going on uh, in America here. It's like, how would that be different if it were happening? You know, fifteen years ago, uh, just in terms of like the ability to support. Uh, a response and uh, it's, it's it's a wild thing that is it's interesting because I think it's, it's very positive and the ability to to, uh, to ratify and get in, and get a voice um, but it's also extremely dangerous uh, to, to in terms of it's exactly how strong it can be mm-hmm. um, well, yeah it's interesting well according to a lot of people on Twitter um, it's never been worse than it is right now Right. <laughs> you it, always yeah. get that, man. It's like, the world's going to hell in a handbasket. You know what I mean? Like that kind of thing. It's like, <laughs> heavens almighty, if you look at this from a time doesn't matter perspective, the world is so much better than it used to be. So much better. So much better. It's not even funny. But yeah, things are still bad, of course. And I think they always will be because there's always going to be humans. Yep. Um, but we have a habit of that. Let's, uh, let's, Let's switch Talk gears. Other stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Let's switch gears here. Enough doomsday for today. So I started doing Mac development recently. Bold. It's a bold move, Cotton. Yes. Yes. So I'm joining your ranks, albeit slowly. Yeah. How How do you find it? At some point, I will hopefully be in the ranks of someone who does it regularly. Uh, no, I like it a lot. Um, I'm not a big fan. Like I feel like Objective C, whoever. It's not who developed it. It's who. It's it's who. Um, I, I don't know what the word I'm trying to look for is, but it's Apple. <laughs> okay, they're the ones that like use it like crazy, and they're the ones that pushed for it and all that kind of stuff. And I feel like they took the concept, like they were so in love with the idea of objective programming that they just went bonkers. And if if you're not familiar with it. You probably are and you don't know it, but if you, for most of you listening, you're probably more familiar with JavaScript. And in JavaScript, you can have like an object, it's called JSON, uh, JavaScript Object Notation. You can have an object, you can give it properties, right? So you can do like, 
myvar dot um, type, and you can say equals, and you can you know put a type in there, and then you can say myvar dot um, URL, and you can put a URL in there, right? And so you can add all these um, attributes to this object, right? And so that's what object-oriented programming is essentially, right? There's a lot more to it, but so that's how Objective C is. But the way that you write it, and the way it was just made in such a different time that common things like strings and everything are ridiculously hard. Not it's not hard, it's just it's it's counterintuitive, it's right? Complicated. Yeah, once you know how to do it, you can do it. But there's way too many steps involved to do that kind of stuff, right? Um, because and you're mostly talking about Mac Dev. I mean, you because you've done iOS Dev before. You've probably, yeah. you've made a couple apps yourself. So like yeah, it's, sorry. It's I'm, mostly Cocoa, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about Mac Dev here, and it's it's kind of ridiculous because even in the beginning, this stuff was. I mean, maybe it wasn't fully, but it seems like it was built to be a user interface um, language, a way to build interfaces, right? And if you could build interfaces, strings are like one of the most common things that can be there. So right. it's like, string, why is String this? manipulation. Is, uh... Yes, it's so, it's so crazy. And the, the, um, the object methods and names are so incredibly verbose. Like, they're really long. And I don't know. It just... It's very right. different. Like I, I kind of come from the idea of like let's code better. Obviously, make it understandable and use. I don't use um, like numbers and that. I use real words, right? But you really don't need to use that much. I don't know. I just feel like there's so much typing in Objective C, and there's so many. And with the way that um, Xcode is set up, the IDE, you know, you you kind of have to use Interface Builder in some points. But I really don't like using it. a lot of the code that I was on the project I was working on that was in Interface Builder I pulled out and put into code because it's a little easier for me to work in code than trying to figure out how Interface Builder works it's just one more thing you have to figure out exactly like why is it doing yeah. this and all that kind of right. jazz and if it's just in code then I know exactly what's going on it's so much better um, there's a lot of people who won't use Interf- Interface Builder at all ever yeah it's just like a lot of back and forth hooking this to that and it's like I don't know it's just I do. I use it. I'm one of the few who I use it in everything I've ever built for iOS. Uh, but I use it in very like specific ways. Like I just do uh, layout with it. Really, it's really just to save myself. Uh, I guess just the layout, especially when auto layout was introduced, and that was a pain, and everybody hated auto layout, uh, and it was kind of broken in some ways. And then when Xcode, when iOS seven came out, and Xcode whatever five one or whatever was associated with that. And they totally revamped the way that Interface Builder works with auto layout. Mm-hmm. It was a game changer. Like I do all of my layout in Interface Builder now. And there's some people think that's like the that's unpure or whatever, uh, but it works and it saves me so much time. Yeah, yeah. But it, but anyway, to your point about I, like strings I and stuff, see, I could see benefits for sure using Interface Builder. But like for instance, in the app that I'm working on, Filtron for Mac, um, the one of the things, uh, this one sidebar was set up um, so that each um, table row was actually laid out by hand in Interface Builder. Mm-hmm. And so, if, for instance, if you want to change the font, you have to go to each item in that table row. Yeah, that doesn't and seem you like have the to best change use of the Interface font. Builder. You have to change the shadow, like everything. It's like it was insane. So I had to pull it all out so that we could just do it programmatically in code. And that way, if you want to change something, you just go change, you know, the color in one spot. And right. be done with it. Um, so, so you, I can you see benefits around? to Interface Builder for sure. And I'm not one of those people that's against it because I'm not one of those people that is even like into MacDev enough to be for or against it. But 
Um, yeah, and I guess my point was mostly in regard to iOS dev, not Mac. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of funny how different they are, you know, even though they come from the same thing. Uh, Mac is very much left to the wayside. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. Super tough. Do you um, Have you played around with Swift at all? Uh, nope. I was going to redo my uh, calculator app in Swift, um, but I just even haven't even had time to do it. It sounds like it might be right up your alley. Yes. Yes. No, it looks like it is up my alley, um, and, and I do want to give it a go. Um, but I don't know. Mac Dev has been very pleasant so far. It was that's good. It took a little while to get my head wrapped around things. I I kind of done it done it a little bit on a project before, um, but now I've spent almost a whole month just doing it nonstop. And everything that I've wanted to do, I've been able to do, which is cool. And nice. um, yeah, it's been going good. So we don't necessarily have resolutions, New Year's resolutions, but we have these uh, these new things that we feel like trying. I kind of dove back into uh, After Effects just for fun over the over the holidays, some evenings here and there. Uh, I mean, I think the last time I was in After Effects was like seven years 1997. ago. Nineteen ninety seven. It was. It was. A, I went to film school, so I definitely used it. You know, during school, yeah. At whatever version of uh, After Effects it was at that time, I don't. Even, I can't even remember. Um, but it's cool. It's actually fun getting trying to get in there and actually do some like motion design with with uh, mm-hmm. uh, some logos and stuff. And yep, um, yep, it's pretty fun. Very different from what I was doing with it when I was doing it before, which was like chroma keying and trying to and gener- making titles for for little short films and stuff. Yep. So now it's actually saying like, what can how can I just do a cool animated GIF uh, for this logo or whatever. Yeah, I remember doing a website for a band in, I think it was 2003, mm. and I was going to do it in Flash because they wanted to have their faces um, on like the front of the homepage, not their faces, sorry, the whole body's on the front of the homepage, and I came up with the idea, I was like, well, let's make it so it looks like a picture, but it's actually moving slightly, ever so slightly, and so I had to, I went to like Target and I, I found like some bed sheets that were like kind of green, but they weren't <laughs> so, chroma green. I, and so I, I did that like all of film school. Dude, it, I, I made my, I gave myself a world of hurt because they weren't like the, <laughs> as green yeah. as they could be. They were more like moss colored. <laughs> and <laughs> it was um, like a camouflage pattern. Yeah. And the lighting that I had was like the lamps they had in their house. Uh, so it was super warm and I which bet, made the I've green less green, you know? I've been there. And so, but I did it and and it turned out all right. But as I remember in my head what it looked like, I mean, it looked so cool at the time, but I was filming on a Canon GL2 and that was, you know, SD. That's like 480. And mm. so the rest, I remember that. I rem- And I remember, I made this music video. There was like a nine minute music video, some local rapper in Oceanside, California. And I made this music video for him. It's a long track. And yeah, it was very long. And I, uh, it was so much work. And um, what I was trying to say, oh, I remember like, I was like, ooh, ooh, I'm going to do this bubble head idea. And this was in the same year, it was 2003. And so I was going to blow up his head at one point to make him look like a, like a bobble doll head kind of deal. Mm, DK mode? Yeah, DK mode. Yes, dude. Awesome. <laughs> um, and uh, and when I, you know, when I go to blow up his head, because it was kind of, it, it wasn't a close-up shot, you know, so it was like a full, you could, you could see the full scenery. He was kind of in the center of the frame. You could see so much pixelation, and right. I remember being like, "Oh, that's too bad." But you don't have this idea of like it could be better because it literally couldn't be better. Right? There was there was no HD, and so 
I just remember like, oh man, it didn't turn out the way I wanted. But I just remember it's like one of those disappointing things. Where it's like, oh well, you know, it's as good as it can get. Um, but yeah, I just remember how low resolution everything was back then. I said it was wild, and I I remember taking ink. I went to the Michaels and I bought a bunch of ink and I bought glass plates and I put I squirted some paint in between the glass plates and I would squish them. And mm-hmm. I had my GL2, you know, mounted and facing straight down, filming like all this ink splattering and like mushing and all that kind of jazz. And I made myself my personal side at that time um, was like that. And it was it was kind of cool. Every time you clicked on something, the whole thing would like all this ink stuff would happen, and it would awesome. move to the next um, section of my portfolio. I that wish I had good. all that uh, stuff. But yeah, that sounds like a good idea right now. Can I uh, yeah. duplicate that? Yeah, my hard drive. I still have the hard drive somewhere, but it died, and so all my work from my early years is gone. And so someday I'm like, at some point when I have enough money, I'm going to send this thing in and get it professionally, like everything taken off, so I can have all my old work from like 1996 to like 2004 (laughs) uh, recovered. (laughs) Everyone, there used to be a site where designers just go on and post like the oldest file they can find on their. I did that. I did that on um, on Dribble. I posted some from 2002, or it was 2000. I don't remember one of those two. It was some old. Um, I don't even know what I'd be able to find. I don't even know if what I don't want to know what I'd be able to find. Yeah, it's it was some. Uh, it's on my dribble. Here, it's it was projects that I did at my community college, and um, the the graphic design course was brand new. They had it before, and I had taken it the year prior. It was a four hour class once a week, and there was no computers involved. It was all cut and paste. Oh, um, and then the next year you created the first episode of South Park yeah. <laughs> the next year was uh, was computers and um, I took the course you know as an easy A and all that kind of jazz and and in the art gallery at Clark College um, there was no graphic design ever admitted and so my two pieces were the very first that the college ever admitted Wow, that were, were purely um, digital so it was pretty cool. But uh, hmm. I remember taking my buddy in and I was like, check it out. I'm in an art gallery. And he's like, cool. <laughs> so good for you. What does this mean? Yeah, awesome. Oh, here it is. Here it is. What I want to show you. Uh, I'll put the link in the, in the description so everyone could see this too because it's not embarrassing anymore because it was so long ago that I don't really care. Um, but click that link. I did this. I did this piece and it was kind of like, you know, picking a theme or whatever. Right. And so I picked the theme fast food emergency and I had gone to California for my first time like the year before or something like that and took photos with my digital camera. Oh dang. And um and so I made this like little graphic design piece and I spelt the word emergency I think like twenty times, <laughs> twenty, twenty five times on the piece. And I spelt it wrong everywhere. Oh man. Every single spot. Uh, I spelt it wrong, and what's funny? <laughs> that's, that's hilarious. What's funny is the piece is like a picture of a bus that's all kind of blurred out, which now looks like Yosemite. But this was, I think, two thousand, year two thousand, and um, and I left like it's very like techy, like late nineties style, and uh, I left the emergency exit part of the interior of the bus unblurred <laughs> and it's spelled correctly right yeah you had, you had a reference and i yeah here. i have a perfectly good reference and all around <laughs> it i spell the word emergency incorrectly like all over and i remember my teacher was like this is amazing and she comes up to me she's like um trying to be real quiet you know next to me at my computer she's like um i just have one question she's like you spelt the the 
word of emergency wrong on purpose, right? To kind of like make a point from like an art art perspective. I'm like, yeah, totally. Of course, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's art. Come on, it's art. <laughs> art could be anything you want. You know, I was trying to make a point, you know. <laughs> I'm glad you got it. <laughs> so I played it off. It's been embarrassing for you. I played it off and um, who knows? I'm sure she thought I was a retard anyways. But That's anyways, hilarious. she was a big fan. She's the one who got me into the... Uh, art gallery, but I and so then then it was up there for all to see in its incorrect spelling, and it's kind of funny. Um, oh man! But yeah. All right, so I guess I, I'll I'll go dig and I'll see what I can find. Yeah, you dig, and we'll talk. I don't about know if I can find any typos. One. Yeah, we'll bring up mine. Yeah, yeah. Post something. Oh man, how funny is that? That's the thing Jeez. I turned in. But so you've got the you've got the Mac Dev, and you'll check back in on that, and I'll check back in on some after effects work and uh we'll see what we'll see what comes up we'll see if any of us are willing to change profession slightly oof 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 yeah i don't know i'm going to be changing to a full-time traveler <laughs> yeah you're not looking for like additional hobbies right now yeah yeah cool sweet right. well it was a fun fun podcast catching up again and we'll get some more guests on soon but yeah, kieran and i we did kind of make a new year's resolution didn't we Oh, just just a couple hours ago. Yeah, we did. Why don't you share what that is? Let's do uh, let's do this narwhals thing on a regular basis. Oh do, uh, let's, snap! Let's do weekly. We wanted to do that originally, and obviously we got busy, and we still will continue to be busy. But yeah. I think this is this is a, a good thing. We should definitely make time for this and um, see if we can't stick to a, uh, a weekly release. Yes, yes, yep. We originally thought we'd do it often, but we. I think in the, even the first episode we said that it, you know, sometimes would be multiple times a week, sometimes it would be not even in that week, and we did it two different weeks. We did two episodes in a week, um, and then there's many times where we had month-long or longer gaps. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we're sta- we're staying true. We're staying true to what we originally said. However, we do want to change it and make it a little more regular. So again, I'm at Drew Wilson. Kieran is at Aliox. And we'll, of course, you can click on our our faces below. But um, hit us up during the week, and uh, if you have anything you want to say to us, share with us, ask us anything like yeah. that. Do that, and we Let's will know. make it happen in the show, and uh, it'll be fun. So we'll try to make it a little more interactive as well. Yep, sounds like a plan. But with that. We bid you adieu, and it was good talking to you, Karen, and good... Yeah, same to you. Good seeing everybody else virtually, and join us next time on Normal. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. And we done. Uh,